You're listening to Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness, the fastest-growing natural health, nutrition, and inspiration podcast in the nation. Uplifting stories, powerful messages, and triumph over adversity, the experience of entertainment and encouragement is about to begin. And now your host, Dr. Ward Bond. I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life-Changing Wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by Prevagen, America's number one brain health supplement. Go to Prevagen.com to learn more about improving your memory. Now, before we begin, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today. Rate and review the show for me, and I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. Well, today is part two of my interview with Carrie Oberbrunner. Now, to recap, as a young man, Carrie struggled with stuttering and bullying, which led to depression and insecurity and acting out through cutting and self-harm. Now, he is a CEO, and he's an in-demand international speaker and an author of Unhackable, Close the Gap Between Dreaming and Doing. He believes we are all created to be souls on fire by fulfilling our deepest desire, greatest yearning, and truest longing. Unhackable is Carrie's 30-day solution for achievers who want to create flawless ideas, leverage superhuman focus, and achieve optimal performance through flow. I am so ready to hear the rest of what Carrie has to say as I become a student again today. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome again one of the top motivators of our time, Carrie Oberbrunner. How are you doing, Carrie? Hey, it's great to be back. Super thrilled. I mean, you know, we recorded, and so ladies and gentlemen, we recorded part one a week ago, so you're hearing part two as we have released both parts of this interview with Carrie this week. So Carrie, I practiced this past week by creating the future memories you talked about in the last episode. It oh. changed, I mean, brother, it changed my whole outlook. I feel more confident. I know what I visualize will come to pass because I'm working towards that. So mm. am I becoming or am I beginning to become unhackable? Oh, well, listen, I'll tell you what. Remembering your future is definitely one of the steps because if we keep taking our past story into our present reality, we'll create a negative future. But the opposite is true as well. So good for you. I think you're well on the way and can't wait to dive in today. Yeah, you know, it you know, by talking to you last week, my whole mindset, it's it's like now when I'm I'm thinking about the next meeting or uh, there's things I'm going to plan on doing or if I need to create whatever it is I need to create, there is just this very strong positivity that just has just come up. I mean, is that what is that what the goal is of unhackable <laughs> and kind of maybe walk us through some of those things of for maybe those that missed the first episode, what sure. does it mean to become hacked and how do we become unhackable? Yeah. So just to recap, basically we live in a world that's very distracting in years past our ancestors, man, they, they didn't have it as tough. They simply had, you know, three radio, uh, TV channels. They had a few ads. They had a few, a few food decisions a day. Today, it's unbelievable. Uh, human knowledge is now doubling every, uh, not every thousand years, every twelve hours. Ooh. We're making two hundred and twenty-six food decisions a day. We have 
uh, 35,000 decisions total. And so as a result, decision fatigue is up. Multitasking, better known as switch tasking, is a phenomenon. And as a result, we are merely hanging on letting life happen to us. But the person who is unhackable is the person who takes back control of their mind. They're the person who doesn't allow someone or something unauthorized access to their brain, which is the most valuable thing on planet Earth. It's where all of our reality comes from, our thoughts. So yes, Dr. Ward, I believe becoming unhackable is not only possible, I'm going to go so far as to say it's necessary. And if we don't learn how to recapture our attention, the world will do it for us. It's, we're, we're literally living in something called the attention economy, where before people care about making a sale, they care about us paying attention. And there's a real cost to paying attention to the wrong thing. Yeah, you know, I've, I've noticed in, with the things that you're saying, and then all, all of a sudden it popped into my head that today's, um, I'm just going to call it media. I mean, if it's smartphones, mm -hmm. if it's the computer, if it's the TV sure. we watch, if it's podcasts or videos on YouTube, we have become so distracted, but there's also this huge spirit of confusion. And maybe the word confusion is not the right term, but mm. it is definitely a distraction. And and I have read where people say that uh, maybe there's these retreats where you, they have these 72-hour retreats where you go away and, and there's no electronics whatsoever to really mm -hmm. reset your brain. And mm -hmm. within your program, do you offer ways for us to, in a way, reset? ourselves so we can think forward like you say oh yeah there's there's legit <clears throat> research right now for example digifrenia i don't know if you've ever heard that term but digifrenia is a real problem what it means is that we no longer show up in one place but literally you dr ward and myself we're existing right now in multiple places. For example, the average listener right now might have a LinkedIn profile, a Twitter profile, a Facebook or an Instagram. Therefore, they exist in multiple forms online at the same time. Now think about that. We've never had to deal with that before. In days of old, when you weren't available, you weren't available. In other words, you would simply say, you can't reach me. Today, you can reach us at all times, but we're not always online. And therefore, we have this digifrenia, this, this uh, phenomenon where basically we go through mental anguish, we go through stress, we go through cortisol, where we feel like we have to keep up the same persona, we have to say the same thing on the same platform at the same time, and there's a lot of pressure. Not, not only that, but there's something now called fubbing. So it used to be when, when you weren't listening to someone, you would snub them. You wouldn't get back to them. Well, now, because the average person spends five hours on their screen a day, most of the time in 30-second bursts, now when you're talking with someone, they are rarely present. 
In other words, they're snubbing you, but with their phone. And therefore it's a new word called fubbing. Wow. So yeah, so this is, <laughs> this is, this is legit. It, oh, it is. New, new words are changing. New psychosis are being invented because technology is literally rewiring our relationships and the way we do life. You know, it's funny. I think one, you know, you know, we've had, I've had this discussion with friends and other people and we're like, okay, what was the, what was the time in which this whole ordeal of grabbing our attention and trapping Mm. us, where did this begin? And we, we got to thinking, I said, you know what? I said, I think it was that afternoon when OJ Simpson's white Bronco was heading down the freeway Mm. and it, it was broadcast nationwide. And then from that point, everybody seemed to follow the court case, they, they, they waited till the very end to if he was mm. guilty or not guilty. And then from there, it was almost like media figured something out and mm. then created this entrapment that we didn't know we were walking into. And now we have, like you said, we, we are now hacked and now we've got to figure out how to repair that system, which is our, our human system. And Mm. you bring up this term you brought up the term in the last interview. And I want to bring it up again, because I believe that everyone, I don't care who they are. If, if they live out in the sticks or if they live in Manhattan, everybody has a passion and a true calling. And you mentioned the word boon B O O N. What is that? Mm. I say that a boon is your deepest desire, your greatest ache, your truest longing. It comes from Joseph Campbell in his research, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. He looked at all cultures and said, what is the common story that happens to uh, people in all different cultures? And he outlined the hero's journey. It's what Star Wars is built on, the Matrix, Hunger Games, you name it. But essentially, it's the hero who gets a call to an adventure refuses the call, meets with a mentor, gains some form of courage or weapon or some kind of superpower, has to fight the giant, which actually is not external. It ends up being themselves. As they conquer that, they achieve a boon, which is the holy grail, the elixir, you name it. And then they go back to the ordinary world that they once left with the new knowledge. And so boon is the ultimate thing that we achieve by going on this adventure. And I would, I would tell people until you know your boon, you don't care if you get hacked. In fact, you'll seek out distraction because it allows a dopamine neurochemical hit to be distracted. And it's that um, chronic pain that never gets us out of the, uh, acute pain that we need to get out of. We need to get snapped back into reality, but many times we use coping mechanisms that keep us in chronic pain. Yeah. And you know, the coping mechanisms go, they're so broad and and people, you know, even people will fall into sin just Mm -hmm. as an escape from their environment, from their situation, so oh, a, lot, yeah. a lot of people become irritated, they become frustrated, and it's because they feel like they don't have 
an easy road. They don't know where the road is in which they're looking for to meet that passion or find that passion or that desire. One of my favorite books of all time was written by Bruce Wilkinson oh, yeah. called, called The Dream Giver. Yeah, I read it probably once a year because it is the handbook that when you step mm -hmm. out in faith, you're going to realize that what is going to come at you. And I, and what I liked about that book Kerry, is because he has a chapter on giants mm. and, but you brought something up just now that mm -hmm. I never really grab grabbed. And now I am some of those giants are not external. Most of the giants are internal. There are things that we have been taught or ingrained with, or maybe life experiences that caused these giants, you know, I tell people, you know, the Bible says to set the captives free. Mm -hmm. People don't realize that there is no lock on the cage. Oh, that's good. That's good. Check this out. A lot of times the most famous giant, right? People think of David yeah, and, and Goliath. Well, here's the crazy thing, Dr. Ward. Before David faced the external giant, he needed to face the internal giant i.e. his brother said to him right before he fought Goliath, David stands up, little shepherd boy, and says, what do you get if you kill the giant? And his brother says, I know your wicked heart, and I know that you've come down here to watch the fight. Who did you leave those few sheep with? <laughs> okay. Like, in oh. other words, Wow. Yeah. You see this? Like David basically gets called out and said, shut up, little boy, go sit in the corner. And he had to face the giant, which was his unbelief and his own family's doubt before yeah. he ever faced the external giant. Okay. Isn't let's, that cool? Yeah. Now let's, let's take that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to listen extremely close because this mm -hmm. is about you. I think that many people never reach their passion or their destiny or their purpose mm. because of their relatives. Yes. When we decide to step out of our comfort zone, we're pulling them out of theirs and they don't like it. That is so true. I mean, absolutely. I, I was a pastor for 12 years. And part of the reason I stayed so long was, look, there was no one toxic. There was no one, you know, who was, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, <laughs> but, but I am going to say I got that a lot of the time. In other words, Hey man, you're in your late twenties or you're in your early thirties. Just chill out. Just why are you always so go, go, go? Like, why don't you just chill? Why don't you just sit here and wait until the senior pastor retires in 15 years, then you can take over the church. Just chill, you know? And it's like, man, I had this burning fire and I knew that every year I stayed out of fear, you know, three young kids, wife, salary, health insurance. Look, I'm not telling everyone they need to be an entrepreneur, but for me, I knew that every year that I kept staying, waiting for God to, to make it happen, Man, I was dying. I was dying. And, and when I finally left, I'll never forget, a man that I respected came up to me and he's like, what do you think you're going to go do out in the world? 
<laughs> I was like, oh man, you know? and uh, I honestly didn't, I didn't know Dr. Ward. All I knew was that I wasn't, it wasn't to be a pastor for the rest of my life. And I just looked at that, the guy and I said, you know, I'm not totally sure what I'm going to, but it's an adventure. And I'll tell you what, man, it has been a massive adventure the last eight years. God's never let me down. And I just, I'm fully alive, but I, I cringe thinking that if I would have just stayed on because it was safe and comfortable, I, I would have got hacked. No, I, I completely agree with that. And, and I wish people would think a little bit deeper. Sometimes mm. we have one life to live one. Yes. We don't get a do over when it ends. We don't get to do it again. Yes. Um, we have one. So why aren't you going for the gold? Why aren't you reaching for the crown? I mean, yep. you know, what, what are those giants that are holding you back? And for a lot of people, they need to define those giants and we can knock them down. I mean, you know, God has shown us in many uh, instances in the Bible that mm. we can overcome. We don't do it through our own power because all of our faith is in him. I mean, even with Gideon, he says, look, dude, um, you're not going to be fighting this war with 30,000 guys. You're only going to take 300. Mm -hmm. well, God, I, 300. How am I going to do that? He goes, I'll tell you what, just turn around and look behind you. Yep. And then all of heaven was right there. And we need to have that mindset that all of heaven is right there. God is not standing over us with a hammer and a big Bible mm -hmm. ready to bop us on the head. He's like, ask me. I told you you can ask me anything and that I will do it. That's right. And, and that's, that's right. always asked. So I want to ask you because I know that in your book, um, and, 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 I, and I, I don't want people to fail. So ladies and gentlemen, I want you to make it and you can make it. So let's get rid of the shame. Let's get rid of the guilt. Let's get rid of the voices in your head even the relatives that are becoming naysayers all of a sudden because you want to do something. But mm. rather than focus on criticism or skepticism from others, our goal should be to strengthen our posture. Why is this important and how can we embody a stronger posture and define posture? Absolutely. Yeah, we get into the book about idea, focus, and flow. And you're on the section about flawless idea anatomy. And we talk about four components that, that are essential to have a flawless idea. And one of the P's is posture. And posture means that we have a enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is a powerful word. It's the word entheos. It means God within or possessed by God. Mm. And you, you said it when you started, you, you know, you said enthusiasm, you said that it's this joy, it's this soul on fire for, for life. And I'm just going to tell you, if you think it's you against the world, you're going to fail. Yeah. I mean, but here's where my confidence comes. I say, if I'm connected to my creator, my core, and my true community, I'm unstoppable. I'm unhackable. And so I wake up enthusiastic. Um, the point is that you need to have a posture where you, where you claim your promise. 
That's another P with flawless idea anatomy. In other words, Rosa Parks, she claimed her seat. Walt Disney claimed his cartoon. The Wright brothers claimed flight. In other words, it's this posture of enthusiasm and it's this boldness. I don't know if we talked about it last week, but it's, it's literally a word called importunity. Hmm. And importunity is very interesting. It means you're, and this is a strong word, but it's divinely ticked off, or I could have said it another way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But, but it's basically you saying, I'm not giving up. I'm not, I'm not getting up off my knees until you answer me. And we might think that's irreverent, but that's what Jesus says in the scriptures. He says, pray like this widow who lived in this godless city. And she said boldly. And, you know, it's the same thing with uh, American Idol. Back in the day when that was hot, Simon would ask one question. He would say, what makes you think you're the next American Idol? He was setting them up. And he didn't want to hear the answer, well, my parents said I'm good, or I have a voice coach, or I have three three CDs up. He wanted to hear from that singer because this is what I was born to do. That's it. That is, that's it. I, I actually interviewed Danny Gokey twice. Great oh, guy. oh my gosh. Ready I, for this? Yeah, we go went, ahead. We went to the same high school, Heritage Christian in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Danny Gokey. <laughs> is that crazy? That's awesome. Well, I asked Danny in the very first interview, we did, we did a TV interview. I was in Nashville. And one, and one of the questions I asked Danny, I said, what was it like standing in front of Simon Cowell? And he said, it is the scariest thing in the world. I bet. <laughs> because at that time, you know, they, they, they really pumped up Simon as being this really mean oh. guy, but he's not, he's, he's really this big teddy bear is what he really is. And, uh, and but I, he's I, a trick teller. He's yeah. a truth and they don't want a lot of us. We don't want to hear the truth. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I felt, you know, we all feel bad that sometimes when someone would tell the truth, it was really brutal. Yes. And, and I think what a lot of people, and, but I think a lot of people, the reason why they thought it was brutal is because they thought it was mean. Yes. But if we looked at it in the way you look at things, Carrie, it's really mm. a positive thing because, well, maybe, you know, maybe this guy is stopping me from doing something that I'm not actually called to do. There's actually yeah. a bigger purpose for me. And I think we need to have that mindset. So ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please. I want you to buy Carrie Oberbrunner's book unhackable because I believe in that you can achieve your dreams. You can, you've got purpose. Everybody on the face of the earth has a dream, a passion and a purpose and mm. you got to pull that out. And you know, it's funny. I think one of a, a great example of who we deem as crazy, but can also be very smart is someone like Elon Musk. I mean, who in the world yes. would say, yeah, we're going to pop a rocket into the sky, but we're going to have it uh, come back and land on its own just like it took off. And I'm like, you're nuts. <laughs> but because he believed it, he conceived it and it happened mm. over and over again. So, but in your book, I want to move on because, um, my gosh, I could, I could literally talk to you forever. Right. <laughs> Define the four stages of flow. There's struggle, release, flow, and recovery. Explain mm. those. Yeah. So part of being unhackable is that we tap into this ultimate state of human performance 
called Flow. And it's not fictitious. It's literally uh, uh, a state of a state of existence where we feel it. Time slows down. You could be talking with a friend for four hours and it felt like four minutes because your prefrontal cortex shuts down in flow. The inner critic goes dim. So when you're in flow and you're standing up and speaking, you don't have this judge that's saying, you're an idiot, you're stupid, you're dumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, oh, otherwise, yeah, I know. I love otherwise we wouldn't do anything. And, yeah. and every gold medal that's been won, the athlete was in flow. They're not analyzing themselves when they're in the air doing a 360 on a snowboard. They're in flow. And God gave us that uh, state of existence to achieve major breakthrough. And what's interesting, Dr. Ward, you'll, you'll find this very interesting. The first phase is struggle. In other words, we live in a society right now that says, don't struggle, stop struggling, make your life easy. And then what we're actually doing is we're rid ridding our lives of flow because you literally have to have stretch, but not snap. You have to be outside your comfort zone. It's a preloading phase to get into flow. And if it's not difficult, you're bored and you're, you won't ever get into the optimal state of human performance. Yeah, I, I believe that. I'm, I, I think I'm mostly type A personality. I can you want bored. that challenge. Yeah. You want that challenge competency. Well, well here's what yeah. I've learned. I, you know, I think a lot of people who feel that they're type B, it's really because they're trapped in their comfort zone. Ooh. And type A is not a bad thing because no. if you are willing to grow, if you're willing to learn, if you're willing to literally ask the most dangerous question of, of your life and go before mm -hmm. the Lord and say, Lord, teach me, I want to learn. You are about to go on one huge ride because <laughs> if you're willing, if you're willing to know what pruning is, mm. then you will grow. You, you know, he said, you know, Carrie, visualize. First of all, let me ask you this because we're technically on your, if I know you are one very busy man, do you have five extra minutes with us? Do you have yes. that? Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you read John 15, Mm. talks about the vineyard. He, J God is the, the vineyard owner. He is the one who mm. tends to the leaves. So picture yourself as the vineyard. We are mm. created in his image, but you, but you're the actual vineyard. There's 7 billion vineyards on this planet because God is ready to tend to each and every single one. Mm. You are designed to produce fruit. Then he said to produce more fruit. And then he said to produce much fruit, allow the Lord to cut, to trim, to wash, to clean, to pick and continue on. Because here's the thing about vineyards, ladies and gentlemen, Carrie, I know you'll agree. They don't plant new ones. Mm. They continue to keep the vineyard healthy because some of those vineyards can be a hundred years old and it's the same mm. plants. So you have to tend to that garden, tend to your own. The Lord is ready, ready to tend to you because you have a purpose. That's why you came into this world with that first, first breath. You have mm -hmm. a, a purpose. You may not be shooting rockets in the sky by Elon Musk, but Hey, you may be curing cancer tomorrow. So we, That's need, right. to, we need to realize and think big, but at the same time, Carrie, you know, I think, you know, there are people who are called to be 
great mothers, great fathers, to be mentors, mm-hmm. to be teachers at the elementary school. Those are fantastic callings and people need to realize that they don't need to be a movie star with their name on the Hollywood walk of fame. That's, that's not technically true success, you know? So, but there's so much in you. So in your book too, you mention these focus filters that help us to achieve our goals in a fraction of time with a greater ability to focus. What are these focus filters? The three focus filters are urgency, agency, and energy. Mm. And what that means is that if we want to become unhackable, just like you can go out on a beach and get sunburn in three hours, you can get sunburn in three minutes. (laughs) If, If you have a magnifying glass. In other words, same sun, same skin, but what the magnifying glass does is it amplifies the energy. And so focus does that. These focus filters do that. You want to burn a hole through your boon, man, you get some urgency, agency, and energy. And just one example, what do we, why do we call it urgent care? Urgent care. In other words, it's different than regular care. If you go to the urgent care, man, they're going to get you in fast. Why? Because there's a cost if you don't get seen. You see, most of us don't have a cost for our dream. The cost is the deadline. And most of us never put a deadline on our dreams. We just say, oh, you know, someday I'm going to write a book. Someday I'm going to start a business. Someday I'm going to do a ministry. Not only do you create a deadline, you create a penalty if you don't achieve it. So no joke, Dr. Ward, the, the other day we were in one of my mastermind meetings and I gave them all assignment and I said, okay, what's stopping you from your dream? And, and this one guy says, well, I just keep putting off scheduling my 2021 so I can achieve my dream. And I said, when are you going to do that? And he, he said, what, what do you mean? When am I going to schedule to schedule? And I said, yeah, when are you going to schedule to schedule? <laughs> he said, tomorrow. I said, what time? And he kind of, he's like, whoa, you know, cause most people just say tomorrow. Yeah. He said, he said one o'clock. I said, what happens if you don't get it done? I said, who's your accountability partner? He looked across the room and said, Lisa. I said, okay, what are you going to do if you don't get it done by one? And he, he thought he was impressing me. He said, oh, I'll pay her $100. I said, Doug, I know you. That's not enough. And he, he was like, whoa. You know, like the truth teller, like Simon Cowell, I guess. <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he looked behind him. We were on Zoom and he reached on his desk and he likes coins, coins. He held up this coin and said, I'll give her this gold coin. It's worth $2,000. And if I don't get my scheduling done by 1 p.m. tomorrow, it's hers. And I said, and the whole crowd was like, whoa. And sure enough, sure enough, because there was a cost, in other words, an urgency, he cleared his schedule, he got it done, and he became unhackable. Nothing was going to stop him. But that's what we need to do. We need to put a deadline and a cost to our dreams. See, I love that. And and there's another problem we have because of, of us being hacked by so many distractions mm-hmm. in today's modern world. Um, yeah. Why do unhackable people make frequent decisions? And how does our choice to avoid decisions create further distractions? Yeah. So 
Unhackable people make decisions and stick with them. Unhackable people rarely make decisions, and when they do, they often go back on them. And here's here's the problem. It's sideways energy. The word decide, I love the fact that we were just talking about vines and vineyards and yeah. branches, because the word decide is the Latin word cadere, cadere, and it means to cut off or kill. Mm. So if you're going to become an unhackable person, you have to make decisions. Think about the word decide. It has the suffix C-I-D-E, the same as suicide, pesticide, homicide, insecticide, genocide. It literally literally means to kill. Wow. And to cut off. And so if we don't cut off our options, we prolong our pain. Oh, the, the success, uh, successful people, unhackable people, they make a decision. And, and here's here's the point, Dr. Ward. Mm-hmm. What do they do in a, to an el- unhealthy tree? You just said it. They cut, they cut off the branches. Yeah. In other words, we all have limited sap or life force in us. And so many of us don't make decisions, so we leak our life force in the potential what-ifs. What if I go to that college? What if I say yes to that? What if I do that? And we leak part of our focus in imagining that reality. Unhackable people say, I'm going to cut that off. And people are scared to cut off their options because anytime you kill something, there's a grief, there's a death, and you have to grieve that future. So this is where unhackable people create a new future by killing off all the other potential futures and they show up filled up in life. Yeah, I think some people hold on to ifs as it was tangible when they're not. It's really just a thought process. I've learned and I'm still learning. Uh, I'm working on this very big media project right now and one of the words I am not using is the word if, I just say when. Love it. Because when, yeah, because it's, it, it, it's really a mental faith move to say when, because, you know, Jesus said, when you desire, when you pray, believe what you're asking for, believe that you've already received it and you shall have it. Well, you can't Ooh. do that with if that only happens when you say when. So when you speak your future forward, like you said last week, yes. if I say when, uh, when this comes to pass, we're going to be doing this. So yes. it's a forward. So in a way, I guess you're, you, I guess it falls in line with what you said about uh, creating a future. Creating it twice. You just created yeah. it once. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's why so many people today need to, they need to literally just change their mindset. And ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, this is the book. This is the course that Carrie has created, Unhackable. Mm. You need it. If you don't think you need it, you need it. (laughs) Everybody in today's modern world needs this because we are distracted. There are things that are, are stealing the very essence of our life away, stealing our purpose. And and I like what you said, Carrie, because, you know, with, with one of the students, we have to set a schedule. I, I have a friend of mine. Uh, he was working on a project for the last three years. And I said, you know what? I said, why don't you just put a date on it? 
Yes. If you don't put a date on it, you then it's not really serious. It's like you said, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. Well, that's just procrastination. And I think a lot of people are, uh, have a professional degree in procrastination. Mm-hmm. They just don't know it. But uh, just a couple of more things real quick. Um, you say in Unhackable that clarity is a good thing to measure accomplishments. But you write that there is a danger in clarity. Explain. Everyone says they want clarity. But the problem is that when you are clear, you're then dissatisfied with anything less than that. So, for example, people enjoy fuzziness. You know, they say, I, I, want, I want a lot of money someday. Oh, yeah? How much money do you want? Whoa. You know, all of a sudden it's like, well, I want $50,000 and 22 cents. Okay, now we can go somewhere. But see, we're vague on purpose because we, we know we can then miss our goals. You get laser clear on what you want, all of a sudden there's pain for not achieving it. And that pain for not achieving it, again, is a cost. But many of us never get clear because we don't like to not achieve. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like um, it's like Grant Cardone said, you know, if you want to make a hundred million dollars, but in reality your goal is ten million, you go for the hundred million because mm. then you make the ten million, then you're like, wow, that was easy. Of course, it's you know, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's just easy to go out there and make ten million dollars, but but the thought process is in a way, shoot high, a, shoot high. It's okay yeah. to sh- shoot high, and and ladies and gentlemen, don't bring in the spirit spirit of unworthiness by shooting high. Most mm-hmm. people think that they aren't worthy to shoot that high. Yeah. Really? God says to speak to the mountain. He didn't mm. set a limit on what we can ask for. He didn't. Mm. All he said was ask, believe, believe that I exist, that the father will be glorified in the son. And let's go for, go for it. He's not holding uh, you back. We hold each other. We, we hold ourselves back. We're the giant actually. I love it. You I know, love it. Well, wow, Carrie, you have given all of our listeners two absolutely unbelievable episodes. I hope all of you listening right now are as excited as I am because I believe in you. If you feel that nobody believes in you, I believe in you. Carrie believes in Me you. Me too. Yep. Yeah, we, we know, Carrie and I both know that you can do all things. The word says so. And- mm. And the, and the word never lies. The word never returns void. You can, mm. you can stand on it and you know that it will always ring true. But all of us need to become unhackable in a world of total distraction, I think even confusion. And let me ask you this real quick, Carrie, because this is something that I want a lot of people to overcome. Does your, can your, does your book does it help people to address things like, you know, getting rid of guilt and shame and, yes. and, and, and thoughts that are really not true? Oh, yeah. We call that BS. Belief system. <laughs> <laughs> we, we call, but here's what I mean. I belief love that. System. <laughs> belief system. Okay. So in other words, you're never going to outperform your own self-image. So in order to get more out of life, we need to literally, just like a thermostat, we need to reset your self-image set point. And we have 
ton of exercises in there to get a new belief system. I love that. I love that. And you know, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to confess to something right now. I have this little secret thing that I, I always tell myself mm. and we, you know, we have to realize that, um, you know, it's kind of like Muhammad Ali. He, he always spoke outward and he said, I am the greatest of all time. Even when it was mm. present time, he said, I'm the greatest of all time. And believe it or not, if we talk about boxing, we will always put Muhammad Ali as number one. Mm. He, he spoke that, that became his legacy. Howard Stern spoke it and said, I am the king of all media. And when he signed that multi-million dollar deal with Sirius XM, you pretty much had to believe that he was the king of all media. But mm -hmm. I have this little secret that I, that I tell myself every day. Mm -hmm. And it's almost, uh, I guess some people may think it might be arrogant, mm -hmm. but I, I tell myself every day, I said, Lord, I go, I am the world's best interviewer. <laughs> yeah. And I say that and and here's yeah. what's here here here's is what's really funny. So I've been saying it for a while. Mm -hmm. Just last week I had three unsolicited quotes come mm. in from former two came in from former guests. I had believe it or not um Academy Award winner best actor Alan Arkin sent me just the most amazing quote for being wow. interviewed on my show. And I was absolutely taken back. <laughs> I wanted to go yeah. out. I want to go out and party over that one. Um, I have a, a very good friend of mine that who I've interviewed, who became a very good friend of mine, uh, singer, songwriter, Brady Seals, who was a uh, mm. co-lead singer for little Texas and wrote all their big hits. And, mm. and he sent me the most unbelievable quote. And then I had a publicist from Nashville, out of the clear blue, who I've probably interviewed at least a half a dozen of their clients, send me the most unbelievable quote. And it was funny because I was interviewing country singer uh, Johnny Lee. And uh, after I got done with the interview, and it was a TV interview. So after I got mm -hmm. done with the interview, a couple hours later, I get this uh, email from the publicist. And, wow. and he said, he said, I have heard rave reviews from all of my clients who have been interviewed by you mm. and today i saw it firsthand and you are fantastic that's so good i don't say that to brag on myself they came mm -hmm. into me things that i was praying before the lord and say lord this is what i'm going to confess and believe mm. you know because I want to, you know, my, my dream is to interview the most famous people in, in all the world, whoever they are. And, I love it. and, and, and Carrie, I mean, you are, you're the man. I mean, well, I'll, seriously. I'll, I'll, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man, I appreciate you. And here's, here's what I want to speak into your life. The moment I got on with you last week, the first 30 seconds, you, you made me raise my game. So let me just tell you, like, that's a big compliment because yeah. I already feel like I, I have a pretty good game within 30 seconds. I was like, this dude's on fire. I got to step it up. And so you made me become better, which according to Ralph Waldo Emerson is our chief desire in life is to make us in touch with someone who can make us do what we can. So, so Dr. Ward, you, you made me better. 
Well, I thank you for the very kind compliment. And, uh, and I've always believed, uh, even being on this end of the microphone or a yes. television camera, it is my job to make the guest their best. Mm. Um, in these interviews that I do, this is not about me. It is about them. It is about their story. It is about their life lessons. It is about what things like you, Carrie, have have accumulated to bring forth uh, one of the most powerful teachings mm. that we we literally need. You know, <laughs> you know, in the at the very end of the book of Revelations, it says, "Nothing shall be added to this book or these words." But I will say yes. one thing: if I was to choose a, a a book to add, it'd probably be the book of Carrie. <laughs> and because you have the things that are real, tangible. So ladies and gentlemen, again, you want to go to unhackablebook.com. Um, and your book is also available as a download as well as uh, you can oh, actually yeah. Audible, hardcover, softcover, ebook, you name it. We got it. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, so here it is. The book is called Unhackable. Close the gap between dreaming and doing. And look, if you say that you don't have a dream, you do. If you're not sure what it is, simply look around you because I can mm. almost guarantee you'll see it. I had a pastor many, many years ago, which is kind of what got me in the television is I was sitting there one Sunday morning and he said, look out the opportunity is laying before you. You just got to look. And for a lot of people, it can be that simple and we just need to look and your purpose is there. And so ladies and gentlemen, again, go to Carrie's website, unhackablebook.com. Buy the book, download the book. And, and Carrie, you have courses on there. Is that correct? Absolutely. They can take a free assessment. They can take uh, the course tons of free stuff uh over there as well oh awesome oh yeah that's right the assessment that yes uh, ladies and gentlemen you've got to take the assessment it's time to do that do it now uh again carrie i want to thank you for going over time with us today to just uh give birth to people's dreams hey man you are awesome thank you i appreciate you uh, you're very welcome, Carrie. And ladies and gentlemen, remember to catch every episode of Life Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or on Spotify. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds. Just rate the show on iTunes. And I want to thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. You know for a fact that today's episode is another five-star episode. This is why we call it Life Changing Wellness. So we are dipping into a wellness area of your mind, body, and spirit today, and all three work together to create that purpose that God placed in you, and that dream is about to come to pass. So just believe it. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, please just look up Dr. Ward Bond's life-changing wellness on any streaming surface service. You can learn more about me at drwardbond.com. And again, thank you for listening to Life Changing Wellness. We are known as a different kind of wellness show. And remember, Something spectacular happens when you treat your body, your mind, and your soul right. Have a blessed day, everyone.